Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Oh! Oh wow, that was loud. It was in capitals and there was an exclamation mark after it, so I had no choice but to read it as it was written. One week I'm going to write something really bizarre. You write bizarre things every day, never mind every week. That is true. You're a very bizarre person, aren't you, Jen? Thank you. You're welcome. I'll take that as a compliment. Good. Do you think, just preempting, yeah. we're going to be alright with our words today? Yeah. yeah. I've had coffee now. Oh, yeah, you found fucking out. If That's anything, there's going to be more words. Too many words, if any. Although, isn't it ironic that we're doing a podcast and you could potentially use too many words today? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> Do you like that song? No, Oh, flipping it. Remember we said we wanted less singing in the podcast if we could? <laughs> Thing is, I don't know. I mean, the microphone's good, but I don't know if it's picking that up in the background. <laughs> it probably is. We'll listen back. I hope it is. Maybe I'll listen back to this episode. Will you? How many episodes have you listened to? None. Yeah, me neither. I don't find any pleasure in listening back to us two speaking. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm surprised we've got listeners sometimes. <laughs> People tell us they enjoy it. Mm. So. We, we know a lot of liars, basically, don't we? <laughs> so last week, uh, but for us... The same day. About half an hour ago, uh, we... <clears throat> pardon me. Obviously, all this talking... Actually, you know what? It was nothing to do with talking. It's the fact that I was singing uh, many, many songs at the top of my voice last night is why my voice is now That'll going. be the one. Um, last week, we, we spoke about my journey, about my fitness journey, where I started the journey yeah. itself. You're my fitness pal. I am your fitness pal, yeah, you sausage. Um, <laughs> Jen's Burn it. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I hope the joke at the end's better. <laughs> Jess Coates, it's all on you. You're on the joke this week. Oh. Uh, pressure is on. Uh, well, there's not really, because you've already sent the joke in. But uh, my journey, where I started, how it went up, down, up, down, up, down, 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 and then maybe back up again. Mm-hmm. And then about where we're at now and where I'm going to next. But this week, part two, episode 40, part two. Actually, is it episode It's 39? all about me. But. Right, and this is a technical question, I think, that we maybe we should discuss off podcast, but we're going to discuss it anyway. Is it episode 39B. 39, part one and part two, or is it episode 39, part one, episode 40, part two? Oh, interesting. I think I'm going to write 39, part two. Okay. If that's all right with you. That's all right. Good, because I'm in charge. Oh, controversial sentence. Only of the titles of the podcast. <laughs> charging nothing I'll give else. you that one. <laughs> so this week is about Jen Kay, her journey... And where she was at, where she's now, and everything in between, really. Yeah. So why don't you um, give us a little... Um, Kick it all off. ...introduction as to where did it all start for you, Jen Kay? That was awful. I hated that little segue. You love a segue, <laughs> I you? hated it so much. I sometimes do segues. Is it called a segue? I don't know. 
I, I know we're not professional enough to know this. I sometimes do them in my head going, Jen's going to hate this bit so much. I can't wait to say it. <laughs> so, Jen Kay, where did it all start for you? I can't. I can't continue. I simply can't continue unless you do uh-huh. something better than that. The worst thing is, though, there's no way for me to now speak without saying some kind of... Right, I shall just cycle. speak then. I can't. I can't. It's just, it's ruined my vibe. It's ruined my flow. I can't. Hi, I'm Flo. <laughs> Oh no, I've had a coffee and it's gone right to my giddies. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, right, okay. Calm down, deep breath. You just calm down and just tell us where it all started for you. (laughs) (laughs) It Uh, started for me as early as primary school. Do you know what? I hope you never make it famous because you'd be terrible on a talk show, wouldn't you? Someone asks you a question, you go, oh, ask me differently. Don't ask me so she asked me. Do it again but better. Yeah, do it again but better. (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, it did start as early as primary school for me. Like, Oh, I feel like I, this is a, was a pivotal point of my life, year six. I was quite big in year six. I got, I got the puppy fat stage, like, real bad, like, and I was tall, and tall and much bigger than everybody else. Everywhere, all my friends, in fact, every girl in my year at school was tiny and slim, <laughs> and I was tall and larger than them, so I feel like, I stood out like a sore thumb <laughs> and I remember, I vividly remember doing cross country and me and my friend were at the back and two of the lads shouted two fat ladies at us and then one of the lads, the same lad, um, when we went swimming, used to call me belly flop. Who is it? I'm going to knock him out. His name was Elliot. Is he harder than me? No, I saw him in Wigan once. Did when you? I, yeah, when I was like 20 odd and I went up to him and I was like, you ruined my life. Oh. I didn't I didn't say that, but I did tell him how much he upset me when I was younger and how much it's impacted me for the rest of my life and I hope that he was glad about that. Yeah. In a polite way. Hope he's changed by then. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, I also um, remember probably around a similar time of life doing Weight Watchers and I feel like this probably started my tricky relationship with food and I apologise to my mum because I know she's listening and I don't want it to come across as blaming like it was your fault because I feel like that kind of era for that age of female like it was the th- it was the only thing the only information that was out there it was the thing that people did if they wanted to look after the health because that was what was popular it was like the I, I see it as like the era era of like the fad diets and I feel like there's so many people my age now who grew up with their mums going through that phase of life and and learning and looking at those habits and that's not our mum's fault because there was no alternative there wasn't an alternative and that was yeah and I think it's nice I think it is only just probably potentially coming out of that phase within the like health and fitness world millions of people doing it yeah but like it's always going to be there but i feel like it was just really prevalent in the 90s like Mm. i think it was like there's i feel like there's loads of reels and stuff flying around at the minute like talking about 90s fad diets and stuff isn't there yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah i think i think it was just a time that shaped a lot of our childhood for a lot of people who are around my age and and kind of took us into our later life and we kind of grew up with that being all we knew and and it probably if you're anything like me led to this idea that like 
certain foods are worse than others and or shouldn't be and should I say certain foods should be cut out if we're going to be doing things or this is good this is bad this is this this is that and I think that then leads to a lot of um kind of guilt around food um well it did for me and it does for a lot of the people that I speak to and then I think that like took its way into um high school where I did lose a lot of weight in high school I was actually probably the slimmest I've ever been um but I then got really spotty and I was really shy I was hanging around with the popular kids but I never felt like I fit in with them like I'd probably say year seven eight nine like I, I was hanging around with like the typically cooler kids and I just felt like such an outcast and I think I think I really like those kind of two moments throughout my childhood like left me with really really low self-confidence and self-worth like I always had a problem with my body image that I felt like needed fixing um and then throw on top later into teenage years a few boyfriends who made me feel pretty rubbish about myself not including me not including you philly i'm glad you Um, rubbed my bald head when you did that like you would reggie thanks for that (laughs) i'm practicing um practicing because we've still not got him yet no but yeah if you listen to this i bet you're dead bored of seeing him by now because it'll be two weeks in won't two it? weeks of him flipping out um, sounds about that yeah but i did I, was, I just had really really like poor body image and like to look at me and i think this comes down to this idea of like anyone can be affected by body image like I wouldn't classify myself as like being huge but in my head I was absolutely humongous like I couldn't see past that like I was hideous I hated looking at myself in the mirror like all these these real negative that real negative self-talk around myself was just like prevalent throughout like as long as I can remember basically. I think that touches on the post I did the other week didn't it it was probably really resonated and relevant to you that idea of most of our body weights in our head, yeah. not on our actual body. Absolutely. Mm. And I think for me, none of my journey is realistically about my weight loss because I think that is like a minuscule part of how I've got to where I am right now. Like I think actually that was more a result of all the other things that I did in my life and that kind of happened because I worked on all the other stuff. Um, so I think realistically, like... I spent my whole teens into early 20s just yo-yoing, like, with my weight. Like, it was... I'd try and lose a bit. I'd, I'd cut out everything. That, this was my typical every year. Lent, chocolate crisps, sweets, biscuits, gone. Like, mm. all of them. That would be, like, my kickstart for the year. Like, I could just get rid... I'd do it all every year. I'd lose quite a bit of weight, and then I'd put it all back on again. But then there's that like, assumption that, well, in order to lose weight, I've got to cut all this stuff out. Then I went to uni, drank a lot, like, I was literally just up and down for forever. And, like, I would say the majority of that time, I'm not saying all of that time, but the majority of that time, I was very unhappy in my own skin. And I think what I actually did to try and mask that was I desperately sought a boyfriend to validate how I was feeling or I constantly sought to lose weight to make me feel better. There's a lot of external searching, yeah. wasn't it? It wasn't my like internal changes. It was how can I get somebody else to like me? How can I get exactly. a boyfriend? I need somebody like not fitting in with acceptance. Group. I was just seeking. Yeah, you was like, oh, the people I hang around with at school. I'm an outcast. Then yeah. 
I'm bigger than the other people in primary school. I stand up like a sore thumb and then now I need to get a boyfriend because I need some kind of external yeah. uh, gratification. It was always that, not that I knew them, but from what you've said. No, no, that um, is what, you hit the nail on the head. Um, but like, I think the thing was none of, none of those things ever lasted because like, particularly in terms of like the weight loss side of things, like I would restrict when I did any kind of exercise. I felt I had to exercise and like, I grew up as a bit of a tomboy and genuinely used to love exercise and I would get involved in like sports days but I never had the confidence to be in a team. We were talking about this the other day, Mm. weren't we? And this idea that like although I was really sporty, I never felt comfortable enough in my own skin to like be in the P group or like take up a team sport or anything like that. And instead what I did is I forced I then got a really unhealthy relationship with exercise and started forcing myself to do things that I didn't enjoy because I felt like that's what I had to do to lose weight aka running Mm. like I did that one for a really long time thinking that that was the only way I could lose weight I never enjoyed it I I tried to convince myself I did for a bit Um, I mean convince myself I don't like crisp yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) you're running up and down the street going I absolutely love this I'm sat at home staring at a bag of my coys going I don't like you I absolutely hate you (laughs) Even know each other at this point, weirdos. <laughs> and now look at us. Mm-hmm. Um, Cats to beat crisp. No, I know. Still oh, crisp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so another big thing for me was I wasn't managing my emotions very well, and as I said before, I was still speaking to myself really unkindly. Like, I think another big thing is that I was stuck in a perfectionist trap. Like, if it wasn't perfect, it wasn't good enough. Like, I wasn't good enough. And do you know what I love about this? What you've not got to the point of like change, or like you've not got to the point of like you've not yet spoke about like how you've got through all this but I love the fact that and I'm going to touch on the fact that there has been many changes because Jen spelt perfectionist wrong <laughs> on the notes and not changed it it says perfectionist yeah. it just shows I have she grown has, she has grown and progressed she is no longer a perf- perfectionist she's now perfectionist whatever that says <laughs> Love that. The irony of that, like spelling well, yeah. perfectionist wrong whilst talking about used to be a perfectionist. That's yeah. Class. But all these things were like, because I couldn't cope with all of these things, that was what was leading me to eating, essentially. Mm. Like, that, I, I was just reaching for food as a, a source of comfort because it was easier, easier than trying to manage all the other things that were going on, basically. Um, and at that point of my life, I did actually get some counselling because um, I was in a really bad, like, I would say it's probably the first time I, I openly spoke to someone about feeling depressed. Mm. Um, and it was a really difficult time for me because I don't think I particularly understood what was going. I just remember like sitting on my bed and crying a lot. <laughs> um, and it, it was a really rough bit of my life, but I think from there I started to like really make some changes. And then I, literally as I was finishing my counselling, I met you, didn't I? And then life changed for the better life for you, Jane. changed for the better. All of a sudden, there's a big spike in everything. Yeah. Living Annoyance. <laughs> so you can't think of anything else to say now, can yeah, you? Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just annoying. Just annoying. Um, but in all genuine seriousness, like, I think the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing that happened to me when I met Phil is he built, he built back my self-confidence because... I started believing in myself again because he treated me really nicely and Still do. told me off when I was speaking badly about myself. Um, in a nice way. In a nice way. Um, and told me nice things about myself, which was helped me. Um, but Still do. I think, yeah. Just, um, just jumping in and just no, you making do, you sure do, you people do. are aware I'm still all right. Yeah. 
Um, but I think another big thing for me was like what Phil was talking about last week and all the knowledge he gained around nutrition. He gave that knowledge to me and helped me with my relationship with food through that because I started to understand why certain food groups were demonised. Um, I started to improve my relationship with food. I started exercising because I wanted to learn about a new type of exercise. For example, weight training taught me how to do that. And I started to understand that and how I could see the impact it was having on my body. So, like, I was in a really good place then. And I started to get really into, like, the nutrition side of things, didn't I? And at that time, I was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes for your business, wasn't I? Yeah, you were doing a big, big, big part of it. Like, a large percentage, both on the PT and online coaching side of things. And I think initially it's weird because it started out as, like, the graphic side of stuff. Like, you yeah. design my business cards, my website. You do, like, Instagram posts. So, you did all, like, the sort of graphic type stuff that I definitely couldn't do but I think because of your journey and then you then designing a lot of stuff for me it all kind of came together didn't it yeah in a nice fashion. quite naturally happened didn't it like it, yeah. we were just sat in a coffee shop one day and we were trying to think of you wanted to um create something online mm. and it like the conversation just by the end of it we just happened to be doing it together yeah it was and really i was like weird. i'm gonna do a nutrition qualification and we're gonna become lift learn and burn together because initially i designed a logo for lift learn and burn that was like all your pt branding didn't i yeah because lift learn and burn was gonna be me wasn't it yeah you was gonna do all the graphics all the behind the scenes all the instagram the what like you was gonna do like but like to a I don't mean all the other stuff you didn't do was high quality, but you'd literally be coming in 50-50 with me. Like, you mm. was going to literally take uh, 50% of the time, energy, effort that was going into it. Mm. You still do, but just <laughs> uh, from a completely different direction. But I think the best direction and the best decision we made, wasn't it? Yeah. and But I think at this point, like, I was still struggling managing my emotions. I was really stressed in teaching. Like, that side of things hadn't really clicked for me yet. And I think I was still probably at that point turning to food quite a lot um to comfort me um it was only as I got more into the nutrition and the emotional eating side of things started doing research around that and started managing my emotions a little bit better that I kind of started to see more changes in that I think I'd already made some big mm. leaps with that but I, I think that was really solidifying that side of things for me at that point i think ultimately as well you'd got to a position where you'd started to actually care for yourself so you'd raised your yeah. standards and you'd massively raised your awareness about like what you was and wasn't doing so you was probably in a and i'm not bigger myself one little bit but like years before you're probably in a position where you lack that kind of self-respect don't yeah. you? you stop caring about yourself your physical and mental health and it sounds horrible but it's what so many people go yeah. through and if you listen to last week's episode I'm not being critical of Jen because I went through the same yeah. in regards to not caring about my own physical and mental health for certain periods of time, uh, especially if you listen to the bit when I was talking about building the business. But I think when you go through those periods of time, it's so hard to get out of that. Yeah. And when you do get out of it, what tends to happen, and this happened both me and Jen and with pretty much every client I've ever worked with, you then raise your awareness about what you're doing because you start to care more about yourself. Yeah. And you start going, oh, actually, maybe I do let my emotions you know trigger my eating patterns whereas you know five six years ago it might have happened but it's that lack of care about it happening it's like well, yeah. i'm not bothered i'm not bothered if i'm stressed and eating like i'm i'm not even I'm, I'm that not bothered that i don't even notice it's happening yeah and i think i think that's exactly what i did i think I, bit by bit i chipped away at all the things that were affecting hmm. my relationship with food 
my ability to exercise, my management, like I was just chipping away at all the things that were holding me back like bit by bit and I suppose that's what we do with clients now isn't it and I think me coming through that journey and us going through that journey together essentially because Phil played like a 50-50 role in my journey I would say, I think us coming through that journey together gave us that passion to just be like do you know what like we were a great team getting through this journey together we could Mm. do this for other people and see other people transform and change their lives as a result of that and I think that's why we work with who we work with now isn't it because of this journey we went on together um and it gave us this passion to be like this these are the people that we get joy from working with because we and understand pe- them. I was going to say, well, yeah, it's that. I was going to say, it's the people you understand the most because we've been there. And I think yeah. there's a big thing in this, the fitness industry about this idea of like, oh, I've been in, you know, I've been in your position, so therefore I'm the best person to help you. And in so many cases, it makes me cringe a little bit because I'm like, well, just because one person has lost weight doesn't mean that you can then help the whole planet lose weight. Yeah. I think it's deeper for us because it's more to do with why we was where we was at, how we got the it's it's definitely a lot deeper than just a case of as you'll know by now a lot deeper than just a case of weight loss there's so much more yeah. it is honestly sometimes it feels like 99 percent mental and one percent physical because yeah. it is a lot deeper than just seeing a number change on the scales and i don't mean that in a oh you know it matters more than that i mean literally the journey is like it really genuinely yeah. is more than that and i think for me because i'd started looking after my body i was moving it well i was feeling it well I'd built up that self-confidence that got me to the position where I was like, do you know what? I actually need to make a change in my career here because I'm not happy. Like, I can't go on the rest of my life feeling this stressed. But I think it was only because I'd worked on those other things and seen how I was actually looking after my body more. I was like, right, okay, now I need to look after my brain here. Like, this is, like, my life. Like, I can't live my life like this. Um, And I think that's why, ultimately... I decided to take the leap out of teaching, which was absolutely petrifying at the time, but genuinely best decision I've ever made. Like, I'm in such a good place now with so many things. I'm not saying that I've still not got things to learn, but I'm more confident in who I am. I, I genuinely love my job, like Phil said. Like, I do really love it. I find it so rewarding. Um, I've had some more counselling, and I think because of the place that I was at, like, I was able to really build and solidify a lot of the stuff and, and explore things a little bit more because I'd come through quite a lot of the other stuff. Um, I exercise for my mental health now. I don't exercise to lose weight. I exercise to keep my mind happy. I'm more mindful around food. I'm better at managing my emotions. I'm more consistent with my exercise because something that I'm re- I've been really exploring over the last few months is my ability to manage my energy. And if you've seen, I've recently been diagnosed with PMDD which is where um changed a lot of things in my life for me because it's like extreme intense PMS just before your period that is classed as a mental health disorder because it um affects my mental health, my energy levels like plummet. And there was so many things that have been happening to me every month of my cycle for my whole life that suddenly clicked into place when I uh, was told actually about an old client about that and I read it and I was like, that's me, that's literally me. And started tracking my period straight away and it's changed my life so like I think for me I'm still in a good place I'm in a good place but I've still got a lot to work on and 
I, I always will have. I think every, every one of us always will have one there. Yeah, I think it's really clear because you've put it out like that, how your journey's come from seeking external gratification yeah. to now focusing on internal yeah. changes and yeah. how you can better you and how you can better yourself mentally and physically. And we don't ever hide away from the fact that we want to make you know physical changes. Like We're not we don't sit here like oh no we're just buzzing with the way we look and everything's great and everything's perfect like we want to get to the gym and get stronger and we want to you know physically progress but that doesn't mean aesthetically Mm. that might mean moving better or moving more comfortably or lifting a heavier weight for us that's physical progression right Mm. now and as Jen said it's, it's moving for our minds now as well as our body and I think when you and it's a difficult journey it's not an easy one but when you can move away from seeking external gratification yeah. to focusing on internal changes and how you see yourself and how you move and how you eat and how you think and how you speak to yourself it becomes so much more of a powerful journey you become such a different person and I think it's really clear that it then does raise awareness of quite a few different areas of your life mm-hmm. and that's potentially why Jen noticed things like PMDD and the mental side of yeah. things because you just become more aware and it's it, it it changes your journey a bit, doesn't it? Because you go from like, right, I want to lose weight because I need to lose weight because if I lose weight, I'll be happier to, oh, actually, maybe it's more of an emotional thing and maybe I need to seek happiness now and not in yeah. 10 kilos less time. And that's it's- why we explore so much with clients, isn't it? Like, it's why we look at sleep. It's why we look at stress. It's why we've got Amy doing mental health um, and well-being stuff every month. Like, it's why we've built what we've built because we know and understand that actually, yeah, okay, maybe you do want to lose weight, but what are the reasons that you are in the position you're in now? Like all of these things that mould and shape your decisions on a day-to-day place have led you to the position you are with your weight. So if we can work on all those things, first and foremost, you're going to be happier, you're going to be more fulfilled, you're going to have more energy, you're going to feel better, you're going to have more to give everyone else. But yeah, you will lose weight because we're working on all those things that led you to that position in the first place. Mm. And I think you can see from my journey that like literally, I couldn't tell you how, I genuinely have no idea how much weight I've lost. I, I honestly, I know I've said this before, but I don't know, like it doesn't matter to me like what matters to me is that I've changed on the inside and I am lighter in my mind because of all this stuff that I've done and I look after my body like I genuinely respect my body like all my decisions are because I want my body to be working at its absolute best not because I'm trying to keep the body that I'm in it's because I want to look after my body um, and I want to make sure it's doing all right and it can keep me going and keep me living long um I think that's a good end to your journey. I want to make sure it's doing all right. It's doing all right. I think that's the perfect time to put you on the spot. Okay, go for it. And you'll uh, you'll have heard the little, uh, what do you always call it? Not argument. What? What do you always call it? Domestic. Domestic. Yeah, about when I last week, (laughs) well, half an hour ago, um, I completely forgot that it was supposed to be me putting you on the spot. I got it completely wrong, but I was like, well, it's pointless because then it'll ruin yours and you'll see why now. Because I wanted to put you on the spot this week and ask you a question. Okay, go if you could go back in time and change just one thing about your whole fitness journey, oh. what would it be? Wow. You're welcome. Interesting. Interesting. I see why you needed to ask that. Yeah, it'd be pointless asking it last week. Um, half an hour ago. No offence to you, Phil. Mm. I would have got coached sooner. Oh, that's very nice of you. <laughs> because although you helped me... That was mean and nasty, wasn't no, it? No, Phil was an incredible help to me 
genuinely changed my life. But he was also my boyfriend. Mm. And at times I didn't do things because he was my boyfriend. Mm. And he would lead me astray and I would lead him astray because he was my boyfriend. Mm. So like, I think I potentially would have been in a better place quicker and been able to benefit for that longer had I invested in a coach sooner because the progress I've made with my coach in the last four months is just ridiculous. Like the way I view myself, the way I speak about myself, what I do for myself, like that accountability, that support, that guidance from that external has accelerated my progress over these last few months and like I say absolutely zero respect disrespect to Phil to be honest I kind of had half an idea you'd probably say that yeah. was an answer because I knew that there wasn't anything you was going to change from like primary high school and stuff and when I wrote it down I was like I bet I know what the answer's going to be because I think it would have been probably more beneficial because I've spoken to people in the past about this in regards to like uh like coaching and chatting and like oh well my friend's done me a bit of a plan and stuff mm. like that and I'm like that that's not coaching like that let's get a bit deeper here like your friend doing you a bit of a plan for the gym is probably not point not 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 one percent of the whole journey if that maybe even less than that and i just think it's so important that we understand and appreciate that your journey is going to be so much more deeper than just a bit of a plan that someone writes down on a piece of paper for you for the gym like i think i underestimated that i think i think i think i took for granted for quite a long time how good you were and how your knowledge was and i leaned into that for so long i think actually i saw how good you were that i was worried that oh my goodness we're getting a call that's gonna come through that's really new. loud <laughs> i thought my laptop was muted that's the first time that's happened that is the first time that's happened clearly i'm not very popular oh 40 wow. episodes of, i wonder if we can oh, i'm not editing that right you're all just gonna have to do you're all, all this i'll tell you what what i'll do is i will go back and if it's incredibly loud and painful i will apologize <laughs> because i don't think i can edit it out uh i'll see what i can do yeah Try anyway um i i think that's testament to how much i respected phil and how good he was as a coach that i persisted through the struggles of having your coach as your boyfriend for four and a half years mm. before i invested because i genuinely didn't trust anyone to be as good as phil and i know that sounds ridiculous because that but, doesn't sound ridiculous at all, yeah. No, but I didn't. I was worried that if somebody else did it, mm. that I wouldn't get that same level of support, knowledge there. Um, but but now we've got JT and he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. And I think because I've now invested in a coach that is doing the same thing as me at a higher level, not only is it making me a better person, but it's making me a better coach for the clients that I've now got because he's... I'm learning from him um, and I think that filters all the way down now to the clients that we work with, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah, 100% Which it does. Which is nice. 100% it does. So yeah, that that's that's us, that's me and I, that was my one thing I'd change. Good question though, Phil. I like that you asked me that question. Thanks. I'm glad I'm good at on-the-spot questions because I feel like we'll leave it down to everybody else and I thought, you know what, I'd give myself I'm a I'm going to do it. I'll give it a go. Um, should we... Learn it or burn it. Learn it or burn it. Not with Chelsea me this week. Jess, I've got high hopes for this week because last time's was awful. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't happy with the last joke, was you? Jess, the pressure is on. Jess, if Jen decides to burn it this week, I'm just putting you on the spot. I want another one for next week. Just Just throwing it out there, Jess. You are not stopping. In fact, you know what? It's going to be 
learn it or burn it with Jess until Jen decides to learn it. Oh no. That's the goal, Jess. The pressure on me, that. Pressure. Well, Oops. Jess will know I'm joking. It's yeah, fine. but the thing is, like, I've heard all the terrible ones from you. Do you know what? To be fair, that's a lot of pressure on Jess because I tell a lot of bad jokes. Yeah, all the time. And all the jokes that Jess messages me are the terrible ones I tell. <laughs> so you probably just heard half of them. Cool. Very short one today, though. Okay, go. Once, my dog ate all of the Scrabble tiles and for days he just kept leaving me little messages around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I knew you'd like that one. Yeah, that is a one, good one. it's on point because we've just got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, we are recording this around, what is it, 20 hours before we actually pick him up. So we've not yet got the little messages he's going to be leaving around the house <laughs> and we're not looking forward to it. No. But that sounds like, Jess, you've got yourself a learn it joke there. Yeah, I love that one. I'll let you have that one. Fantastic. So you know you don't need to keep proving yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic news. Right. That is us. It is, isn't it? Two podcasts in a day. I feel like you're right. Feeling good. Fantastic. Can't do both. What do you mean? Can't do both? Can't do both what? Meet the intro. I didn't even say the right thing. Like, rate, subscribe, share it to your story, tell your pals it's great, keep sending us jokes, keep sending us on the spot questions, keep being absolutely incredible, and we'll see you all again next week. Bye!